ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love World Show, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Eganago. to be in church. Keep clapping your hands. It's a blessing. And we thank God for church. 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 What a blessing. Hallelujah. And uh, before you take your seats, I want us to read Romans chapter 1 verse 16 as our memory verse. A very beautiful verse that I believe will also usher us into the season we have just entered into. Romans chapter number 1 verse 16. Let's all read this very powerful verse together. One go. Romans. Oh, I can't hear you. One go. Wow. Let's take it again. Romans chapter 1. I think it's a very simple, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of Christ. For that gospel, which I'm about to preach, is the power. The power God will wield in your life will be from the gospel. If you want anyone to be saved, the gospel is the power and to salvation. If only you can believe. Which makes salvation very beautiful. That it's not reserved for the rich. That if you have money, that you can be saved. If you are educated, that you can be saved. Or salvation is only for those in Ajingano area. Those of us in Oyarefa Chamber and Hall can be saved. No. The only requirement is if you can believe. And the rich can believe. The poor can believe. The educated can believe. All can believe. So to everyone that believes. To the Jews. Because Jesus Christ came to his own. But they didn't receive him. So to the Jews first. And then also to the Greek. So let's read it again. One go. For Romans chapter 1 verse 16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ For it is the power of God unto salvation To everyone 
that believeth to the Jew first and also and also and also to the Greek. Is it beautiful? Let's off the gen. One go. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first. And also to the Greek. Romans chapter 1. Clap for yourselves. Beautiful. Let's take it again. One goal. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto. So the, the four are two. Let's take it again. One goal. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Greek Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Clap your hands for yourselves. I was almost going to lead you into trouble. You may please be seated and let's enjoy a blessing from our wonderful sister Mariami this morning. I'll just ask if we can please have the words for I'll say yes, Lord, yes on the screen. Yes, amen. So as the word is coming forth, I don't know how you're going to receive it, but receive it and let your answer be yes. And I'm going to need some help from you, so we'll do it together, okay?
This morning, um, we have, by the grace of God, began a season, a six-week season of transformation. A six-week season of supernatural guidance. A six-week season of a different type of light God is going to shine on our paths. And as she sang, we must say yes to him. We must not have hearts that are resistant to God's guidance. Amen. And uh, I also want to quickly say that when I finish, when I end the service, I would like to meet all those here who are in tertiary institutions. You are currently in the university or polytechnic or, or any tertiary institution. How many of you are here like that? Invest, can, I, can I see your hand well? University, uh, UPS, Legon, UST. Where, oh, can I please, please, can I? Right. I would like to have a short word with you um, in my office. So kindly um, grant me the privilege of that brief interaction with you before I come into the second service. Amen. Sorry, the third service. This is our second service. I'm sure you are aware. So this morning, the season we are in is the art of ministry season. Amen. And Everyone must have this book. Now, this morning, I'm sharing with you from chapter 1 of this book, The Art of Ministry. The Art of Ministry. And this chapter deals with the call of God. The call of God. Can we all repeat the call of God. Yes. Now, it is on this note that I want to let you know that you are very blessed to hear the things you hear. Jesus said, blessed are your ears 
for they hear your ears are blessed because they hear you know when i went to secondary school i did o level a level those days when we had a certain type of education and i did very well i wasn't the best student in the school in my class i was around but i did well but i did well because even though i had spent seven years especially in my a level advanced level even though i had spent seven years in the school i had never heard certain things that i needed to hear to pass my a level i had never heard them so what i did was that i went to my friends in good schools like Presec here Achimota I attended classes at um, Laboni Secondary School at that time they had a very 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 top physics teacher Gok and I would come to Presec also for chemistry there was a grandfather there Mr. Pepra he's still there okay a great great mind that man should be honored in this country so I went to those schools for classes got notes and brought the notes to my school studied the notes and excelled in my exam. Yes. Most people in my school did not get the type of grades I had. Not because I was a good student, but I had something that was important for my life. Which the rest of them either they didn't hear or did not take seriously. So that is what made me realize that you can be in school a thousand schools in Ghana you can be in one of the thousand schools in Ghana and not hear what you need to hear to pass your exams that is why some of us here don't even have good jobs yes and even the job you have you could have had a better job than the job you are doing now Yes. Even though you are very intelligent. And the reason is that the school you attended did not offer you the type of knowledge and information you needed to pass your exam. Note what I'm saying very carefully. Because when we wrote the exams, the A level, wherever you wrote it, the marking scheme was not merciful did not consider the fact that because you were from Kikam Secondary School and they didn't have a good chemistry teacher, you could just and they would just, you know calibrate the exam marking scheme and give you a good grade no, if you were going for E you had E if you were going for F, you had F the one who was able to present the right amount of knowledge was given the right mark In the same way, ladies and gentlemen, 
you can be in church one of a million churches in the world and not hear never hear something that is relevant for your life and to your life we wore our school uniform took our trunks and chop boxes we went to school we went to school paid school fees paid all the things a student would pay we wore the khaki shorts and the blue shirt and orange shirt and we did all of that but even though we were in school we were not privy to certain even how to answer a question yes if you write an exam you realize that it's not it's not the answer to the question that's why i told my son who was writing exams i told him never to look at apple and that and he was worried that some people had apple in their school yes they had apple in their school and they were he was worried that because he hadn't seen apple they were going to you know uh, pass the i said no since adam was created nobody has had a certain type of mark who wasn't good before if you are not a good student a poor is not what is going to give you a certain mark and also see the exams is not the answers that are marked it is this procedure how you came by that answer so even if your final answer is wrong you may score seven over ten because of how you didactically approach the answering of the question yes and you could be in school in a school and not be taught how to answer a question because how you answer the question that's why we have got lawyers even though our our case is good we hire a lawyer to go how you answer a question in the courtroom can can actually send you to jail even though you 17 years even though you were not the one who even stole but the type of idiotic answers you gave made your opponent or whoever it was take advantage of your sentences of your word uh, my lord this is what he himself said this is not my word he himself said this when you were speaking you didn't think your words would mean what they were being construed to mean so even how to answer a question see why i'm saying all this is that you are very blessed to be in a church which gives past questions yes past questions a church which teaches you how to answer the questions that will be asked or put to you on the day of judgment that on the day of judgment whether you are entering heaven or hell or receiving crowns or not will also be dependent on the answers you can give about how you spent your life on earth <laughs> there is somebody by your side in your house whose destiny depends on you that's why the first chapter of this book deals with the call even to be in a church where the pastor will preach to you about the ministry 
church will tell you about this. Meanwhile, your life may be blessed more through the ministry than the ministry of social welfare work you are doing. Some of you, not some of you, many of you here messed up opportunities and chances to have a better life. Didn't go to school properly or at all. But through the ministry, you can catch up. I said, you can catch up with your friends. Yes. Even to speak English language, English language, speaking of English language, through the ministry, you can learn how to express yourself, how to stand in front of 20 people and speak with confidence. Over the years, even your grammar, English language, through the ministry, but you can be in a place, nobody, they will teach you prosperity, money, finances, healing, whatever, and never mention the ministry. I'll tell you that when God brings you to church, if you look at page three, you see a scripture there. Mark chapter one, verse 17. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me. And I will make you fishes of men. You cannot be following Jesus Christ and not be involved with the work of fishing for men. You see, life can be so abnormal. That the one who does the right thing rather looks abnormal. You can be in a company, a group of homosexuals, and relate with them in such a way for a long time that you, a man who likes a girl, you are rather seen as an abnormal person for liking a girl. Because every man around you likes another man. It is abnormal. Please listen as I end. Today is this introduction. It is abnormal to follow Jesus. It is abnormal to follow Jesus and not be involved with the work of fishing for men. It is not normal. But we are living in a very twisted church. When I say church, I don't mean lighthouse. Or I don't mean church of Pentecost. The church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, we are so corrupted and twisted and warped that what is right has become wrong. That the pastor, the pastor who stands in church to preach on a Sunday morning to, to congregants about the ministry is rather seen as a fanatic. But the words of Jesus are not debatable. Come after me. Follow me. And I will make you to become fishes of men. Where is the man you have fished? Can you point to a man you have fished? 
You who claim you are following Jesus. So when you get born again, you enter into church. That in itself is a call to become a fisher of men. You can ignore it. You can disdain it. You can trivialize it. That's what I'm saying that it's a blessing to be in a school where you are taught how to answer questions and even taught certain topics that some schools would not teach. Meanwhile, that topic will be the number one composite question. If you are a Christian, you are, you are called. So, the beginning of this chapter deals with or takes us to the call of Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittal, saying, Jonah 1.1, 1, 1, saying, verse 2, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Cry against it. Whenever you come into contact with God, because the work he is doing he has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So when you get involved with, 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 with God or with Christ, you will also find yourself hearing a call to cry. A call to speak. Some of us have been born again for 10 years, 2 years, 6 months, 15 years. I've been born again for 32 years. But you can be born again for 40 years. Be in church and never be told that your salvation is equal to a call to cry against the, 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 the city. There is sin around us. We are all swimming in a river of evil. The Bible says the whole world lies in wickedness. So when you come into contact with God, the first thing he does is that he prepares you to go out experience the call but just like Jonah many of us never ever respond to the call we hear the call he sends us but we don't go but when God calls you he does not change his mind that's a frightening thing. Have you noticed that those of us who are good Christians, who are very spiritual, when you sin, let's say you tell a lie or you steal some um, beef, tolo beef, from, the, from soup, okay, or you commit any sin, you realize that the first day, you feel very guilty. Is, is anybody here like, who has that experience? That you feel very guilty, you slept with a girl. Eh? Or you, you, you did what you did. I don't know what you did, but you know what you did. <laughs> Second day, you still feel bad. Hello? But by the time it's one week, you don't feel as bad as you felt the day you committed that sin. Can I have a witness, please? Just two people. Two people. Right. 
then after a month, you come back to normal as if like you, you, you are not the one who felt so guilty. You have not committed that sin. I mean, it doesn't even have any hints on your life. Why? Because with time, the memory of the sin you committed fades away. It goes. You forget that you were misbehaving that night. <laughs> Is there anybody I'm preaching to? Is there? But ladies and gentlemen, I am here this morning sent by God to inform you that it is your memory that is deceiving you. Yes, but in the presence of God, it is as fresh as you were committing the sin. Even if it takes 10 years before God, it is fresh. Until you deal with it properly by confession of your sins and the turning away. Now, it is the same also with the call of God. When you don't respond well to the call of God to serve him, to do something for him, with time, the agency fades to you, but not to God. It is as fresh as the first day he called you. Yes. So even though you trivialize the call, it is still a pending issue. Have you not been to an office where they have got trays pending? Yeah, the paper, the letter is still pending. It's not in the rubbish bin. It's not been shredded. Yes, the file is still pending. Today I'm happy that God has brought you a second opportunity, a second chance to renew the call to serve him and to do something that you should have done 10 years ago. It's not dead. It's not a dead matter. A dead matter. It is your mind that is playing games on you. So, in Jonah chapter 3, even though he threw away the call, didn't respond to the call, in Jonah chapter 3, the Bible says that the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. This is your second time. Some of you who should have done the ministry in a certain way. But you have done it in a certain bad way. You have another opportunity to do the ministry well. Yes. The same words. The second time. Same. What did he say? Please look at it. I've ended. My time is up. He said, arise and go unto Jerusalem this time. Because the first time you refused to go, I've changed the, the venue to Jerusalem. Arise and go to Jerusalem this time, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. That's what he said. Where was Jonah sent? To the same Nineveh. Because the gifts and the callings of God are without reversal or repentance. Same words. Same city. Because when God calls you, when he washes your sins, when you get born again, you don't get born again to sit in church. You get born again to do something for him. But many of you think you get born again to do well in marriage. 
you get born again to be a better worker at uh, Stambeck. But I'm informing you, you see, if you go to chapter 2 of this book, you will see right there that there's a difference between secular work. Some of you, the anointing God gave you to serve him in the church, you are using that anointing to work in the bank. You are using that anointing to teach in the university. You are using that anointing, the anointing to talk to people. You are using it to build your tomato business and your cement business. But when God calls you, the, the, the anointing is not for your iron rods business. It is the work of God that he has, he has you see, that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. Whether a fish eats you up, whether you go into a belly of a whale, or you are swallowed, or you swallow the whale, whatever it is that happens, when you come out of the whale, the call is still waiting for you at the beach. <laughs> I said the call is still waiting for you at the beach. So the word of the Lord came through a man, a prophet, to Rehoboam in Second Chronicles 12, verse 8. The New American Standard Bible puts it very powerfully. Second Chronicles chapter 12 and verse number 8. He says, but they will become his slaves. Kayaba, my God. They will become his slaves so that they may learn the difference between my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. There is a difference. Bishop says there's a difference between working for God and working for the world. Amassing wealth in this fading world cannot be compared with the high calling of God. To build an eternal city with real foundations is the highest privilege for mortal man. Most men spend their lives building temporary things which have no future. The average man is simply a builder of temporal sand castles. But I understand you. You must pay your rent. Your children must go to school. And the, the, the ministry work, we don't give you money to do it. We don't give you TNT. Even TNT for your own visitation, we don't give you. How much more transportation for your children's school fees? School or pay school fees. So, because we don't give money, some of you think that working at Ecobank is more beneficial than working inside the house of God. Yes, that's why Rehoboam was told that when he finishes, he, he, he said he will make him a slave. A slave. Many of us are slaves to the systems of the world. The pharaohic systems of the world. Yeah. You are being given money as a bait. But really what you are doing is enhancing the world. Enhancing. By the time you finish building that office, you have added another, another structure to the skyline of Accra. While the kingdom of God lies waste. But this morning... God is reminding us that being born again is a call. A call to save. That a Christian is called. It has never changed. And I admire 
Muslims. Even radical Muslims. They are not imams. Ordinary Muslims. They believe that they have a responsibility. Even if it means blowing your head up, they'll blow it up. But we sit in church and think that it is the pastor who has the responsibility of going to preach in there, whatever. But I'm here to inform you that everybody has a call on his life and that call does not fade. Your memory will fade. I said the agency will be lost on you. But for heaven, the docket is still pending. Stand to your feet. Subsequently, we are going to look properly into the ministry. For me, my wish and my prayer is that everybody standing here will be involved in the ministry. It's my wish. That everybody will be an, an agent through whom somebody will come to church. Somebody will know God. Have you not seen just these few people standing here? These few. A few of them. Some 20 folks. 20, 25. Few of them have joined the pastor to grow the church from a hundred member congregation to five hundred. Few. Can you imagine if everybody was in the ministry as this? Who are not pastors? They are, they are also bankers. Some of them don't even have jobs. Students. You know, all types of area boys. Can you imagine if everybody was also involved? But your mind is that a special person has been called. But I'm informing you. Be careful. The world does not make you a slave. It happened in the days of Moses. The Israelites became slaves under Pharaoh. They worked as slaves. Beating up people who needed to be treated with honor and dignity. They gave their lives to the building of Ramses and pitons cities until God had mercy and sent Moses and said come out let my people go today God is also saying to you come out I'm not stopping you from going to work tomorrow but it's a sheer stupidity as a Christian to give your energy to something in town when the church, when the call of God, which is really your life, does not enjoy 100. Because we don't share money here. Please lift your hands and ask the Lord to touch your heart this season. Touch our hearts, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Lift your hands and pray. Touch our hearts, Lord. Use me to do something. Oh Lord, let there be somebody in this church whose existence in this church will be attributed to me. Lift your hands and pray. The call hasn't changed. I'm saying to you that if I went to a good school and never heard something, but rather had to go to a place where they were hearing something to pass, then I'm saying like Jesus, that blessed are your ears for the hear. That to be in church and to be told that you can serve God is no mean blessing.
Lift your hands and pray and say, Lord, touch my life. Touch my heart. Touch my life. We thank you, Father. We bless you. Use me. Use me. Thank you, Father. Every eye closed and every head bowed, please. And I will kindly ask you to put your hand down. I want to make this call. That if you are here this morning, you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here like that, you want to be born again. Wherever you are. Wherever you are, you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Christ. Please lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. To receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your personal Savior. Lift your hand up. I want to pray. Lift it high. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. If your hand is up and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, please come to me in front here right now. Come. I want to pray for you. All of me, Jesus, take all of me. Come. Clap your hands for them as they come. I give myself to you. Clap your hands for them. Just for the future. I ask you to take all of me. Please lift up your two hands and close your eyes and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. Today, I give my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Please wash my sins. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to you. Thank you for the blessing. For the blessing of my salvation. I am saved. I am born again. In Jesus name. Thank you. I'm not going back to the world. Say I am not going back to the world. I'm staying in church. I'm serving you in church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at Bishop Edwin.